So David, say anything. Hello, 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 hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good, yeah? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the 3D Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, David DiPietro, Daniel Lonergan, and Dylan Pereira. We're back, back at it again. Week 11 upcoming. Uh, we're going to walk you through our teams up to this point, how they've been performing, things that we're happy with, things that didn't quite pan out. Uh, now that we have a pretty good sample size of what these players have done so far this season. Generally, are you guys happy with the teams that you, you currently have? Has there been a lot of shakeups? For me, I, I hit the waiver wire more than I thought I would in my second year of this. Good, as you should. Um... This is what you're learning. You don't. You do not win at your draft. But see, the first first Except thing. In our keeper league. <laughs> you keep really. You keep them. I may have won at our draft, but we'll find out. Um, yeah, for me overall, I'm sitting at five and five currently in our league. Um, really, really liking how my roster panned out. Obviously, it sucked at the very beginning. I guess we can each talk about um, the the duds essentially of how well, you, we. No, you you were good at the beginning because you were three and zero. You started the season three and zero. Yeah, you started off hot. I started off great, but player wise, it kind of just started dwindling. Oh. Like as soon as Cam Newton hit the field and then hit the IR, um, that's when I started to start worrying on what should I be doing for a quarterback. Freaking out. Um, yes, especially that first week, I was just not happy. Uh, but that's where the fillers came in. So yeah, for me, the I guess the biggest dud is Cam Newton. Sadly. Um, can't really do much about that. But that's an easy spot to fill. Like you didn't, you didn't take Cam Newton at like a Patrick Mahomes draft pick level. So, while well, yeah, you were hoping that to get late value out of Cam Newton. Who's another player on your team that you took maybe a little earlier who hasn't lived up to that hype or that or the hype you thought you'd get from them? You know what I feel like I drafted a lot of sleepers, but the one person that comes to mind as usually always, as usually always, Mike Williams uh, with the Chargers. Um, you think he's a reliable target? I picked him up. You took him fiftieth. Yeah, fiftieth overall. So, okay. But fourth round. Out of all my other roster spots, I made a lot of movements, dropped a lot of people. Um, Obviously, my best one was picking up Christian McCaffrey, second overall. Wow. Uh, but that's, again, the bar- Barkley owner. Good for you, son. I did so well there. No, but I think it's it's a player that fell into your lap, right? Yeah. Like, th- that, that's somebody that we all, I think, unanimously agreed that that would be a first overall. Looking oh, yeah. back on it now, that should have been somebody's first well, overall. Well, we said thing. it. We said it multiple times in those preseason episodes that if it was us sitting at number one, I think all three of us agreed. 100%. It would have been Christian McCaffrey in this league. Yeah, you had the second pick. You lucked out. The guy first overall took Saquon. He is uh, tied for last place in this league because yep. of that. Um, I don't know. I look at your team. Yeah, you got some good value there. I think I agree. The Mike Williams pick was a bit of a reach. I think Zach Ertz, if anything, is the only questionable one. But, again, being double teamed and how they're playing and things like that, taking mm-hmm. that to account. That's the hard part, but from where I drafted most of my guys, um, the value for them was great. Yeah. I know I 
the very final round, I, I took um, the uh, Justice Hill, the running back in oh, wow. Baltimore. That was my that sleeper would, pick. Yeah, but even, okay. even then, that was my final pick of the draft. Other than that, I started picking up people throughout the year, like Terry McLaurin, as soon as... Um, I think that's your that's probably your waiver wire pick of the year so far. I think your sleeper pick of the year was Metcalf. Yeah, you Metcalf. drafted him super. Yeah. Like I'm surprised that he I dropped that he was, far. He was injured he coming was. into the season, right? Yeah. But like, and we've talked about it before. When you draft guys with thinking about keeper implications, that's a pretty wise oh, yeah. pick on your behalf in terms of like he was pretty highly rated. He's built like he he's got the perfect wide receiver build. He's got an amazing quarterback he's playing with. Questionable decision with his, like, appearance. Paint, ah, he's got face paint. paint. I don't Love know what it. was going yeah. on with that Thunderbolt. Love it. Uh, but he's different. but Yeah, so I'd say my sleeper pick of the draft was Metcalf at that point. Yeah. Actually, arguably, Metcalf and Mark Andrews were my two sleeper picks of the draft. No one really thought twice about Mark Andrews, and he just came out blazing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, steady throughout the season, a very good tight end. Um, for your roster spot. I roster two tight ends throughout the year, and it's been working out for me pretty decently Mm -hmm. unless I'm just about to get slammed by another team. Yeah. Um, No, you did pretty good, and I think you're in a a decent spot here to make the playoffs. You've got a good team. Yeah, you've got a couple, you know, T.Y. Hilton banged up, which has cost you a little bit here and there. Can't control it. Mm -hmm. But he should be back next week. Um, And then I think, yeah, you've got a decent lineup there to take you into the playoffs i think for me my team i looked long term um so not just looking at who's going to win this week so even a little earlier i picked up john ross off um, the waiver wire put him on my ir spot also picked up funchess who hasn't played a game yet um who if he does play this week for whatever reason will be a good fill-in for ty but i don't yep. see it happening this week I think you conquered the wire this year. Like I believe so, yeah. As soon as you saw a guy get hurt or go on to an injury report, you were like on it right away. And you can see that with the fact that you have like Reynolds, you picked up Pascal, like guys McLaurin, up at McLaurin, four a.m. Yeah, to, like, to just get after those waiver claims. But I think it showed the importance of like staying on top of injury reports, even if a guy's just doubtful early in the week, just to know who's available. Like there. going for that that backup that's going to eat up those touches i think is a, is a smart strategy and so far it's worked out decently well for you so just so the audience knows the waiver people i picked up on waivers currently on my roster is kyle allen Terry mclaurin josh reynolds zach pascal who's filling in for ty hilton i picked up the 49ers defense because they've been soaring picked up joey slide just recently um who else funchess john ross the third there's a there's that quarterback guy that you yeah Jameis Winston who is currently mm-hmm. a QB. top ten quarterback yeah, somebody dropped him someone now. dropped him heard he was here a first. fool heard it here first however you have lost weeks because of Jameis Winston's play but specifically the week you and I played each other that's okay and I will never let you live that down I'm okay with that it I'm could have been a reverse okay. situation had I not gotten rid of Jameis Winston and I have had admirable quarterback play in that time since i have departed on from james winston yeah but winston hasn't put up less than 20 points in like and all the once. all the quarterbacks that i've rostered before winston have put up 11 points max good for you so <laughs> good, good for you not having to rely on a quarterback is a uh, it's great 
to keep me at five and five. So all in all, two season you have made forty two. Oh moves wow! <laughs> waiver wire with <laughs> zero the most? zero trades. I don't know. Forty is close to mine. Um, so wow. let's, David. You you share a similar record at five and five with yeah. Dylan. So take us through your. And I'd say I got off to a completely opposite start. I'm pretty sure I started off zero and three in this league. I've, or maybe I maybe one and three. I don't know. I think I might have luckily won the first week, but I'd say the guy that for me and we started, had a, you started one and four. One and four. Now here I am. Five. I'm kind of like the Steelers. Okay. Uh, I'd say the guy for me that like has been the big biggest disappointment so far has been Todd Gurley, and we had those conversations about what he would be like coming into the season, and he really hasn't lived up to what we thought he would be doing. We know that he had that load management and that he hasn't really yeah. played every single down but even in the downs that he has played he just hasn't looked like the Todd Gurley that we know yeah, season um, high 97 rush yards that was back in week one uh, he had one big game from a receiving point with seven receptions aside from that he's had five games with one or fewer receptions mm-hmm. and that was a huge part of Todd Gurley's fantasy value was he was up there with those pass catching backs and that's what has gone like, he's still getting, you know, north of 15 touches for most weeks. Yeah, there was a couple where he had 10, one where he had 5. But the passing work is gone. Yeah. Um, and I think you've seen the Rams' offense struggle as a whole when they can't get those other wide receiver targets going. Uh, it's, yeah, it stinks for Todd Gurley. But, I mean, he was sitting there. I think he was, I think I was the 10th pick. Yeah. Um hard to pass pass on him at that point which with reason it's it's hard to let Todd Gurley especially in a run like at a running back position to let that slide that early because you don't know how they're gonna do at that kind of early in the year ever but you have to take that gamble it's not something every year it happens every year right Mm -hmm. there's gonna be guys that that don't live up to that first or second round draft pick value and I would say you know look at the anyone who took Saquon first overall Ooh. He's, he hasn't lived up to that value. That offense is not good. And now he's dealing with some injuries. There's rumors that they might shut him down. He says he's not going to. But if I'm the Giants and have nothing left to play for, I'm not risking my franchise quarterback um, or quarterback, franchise running back for nothing. Mm-hmm. Especially if those injuries could become more serious if he plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been super happy with Mike Evans, the way that he's played so far. That, that's a pick for me that I think I picked him in a pretty logical round, um, but that's panned out. He's had two. A, <laughs> round two. Did I? Yeah, 15th overall. Yeah, you took him right so out. I thought pick. I took him in the fourth round. So nope. Super duper logical. Uh, <laughs> Mike Evans falls in the fourth round. Can you imagine? Imagine that. So, yeah, Mike Evans. Tyrell Williams is a player for me that uh, <laughs> 130th and with what transpired with Antonio Brown there. Like, obviously, not something that you could have ever predicted but uh he's been pretty serviceable for me josh gordon oh yeah well you're still i mean there's still much to find out yeah we don't know especially with lockett it's like a a novel you don't know what's gonna happen you want to keep reading but you know what now like comparing how we felt before the season started to now with all that's transpired that just doesn't look like a very wise pick and uh, people that would have argued the other side probably could have said that they saw this coming so but here's I'll the ask, thing. I'll ask you this okay. first. So, okay, Tyler Lockett, they're on a bye this week, so we're not getting any more answers about the Seattle wide receiver. Tyler Lockett is held out next week 
Like when they actually play. When they play Philadelphia. Beautiful matchup from a wide receiver standpoint. Do you then base your playoff? Because that'll that'll take us into week 12. Mm -hmm. Whether you have a 12 or a 13 week season. Is that the tipping point if you're a Josh Gordon owner? If he does really well, I guess you're kind of stuck holding him. If he does, if he's not involved as much against Philadelphia, yeah, then you're looking at Minnesota, the Rams, Carolina's a, a good matchup, and so is Arizona for fantasy playoffs. But like, can you hold Josh Gordon? I have no idea, and I feel like at this point, there's got to be more reasons to why the Patriots dumped him. I just, I don't know. It's too hard to talk. I, like he was the out other- there though, like on crucial two crucial third downs, yeah. on Monday night, and and they went to Josh Gordon. I'm just not huge on the uncertainty that surrounds him right now, but yeah, like he's a must play if Lockett is out. But I'll also say on the topic of like not knowing why the Patriots dumped him, Antonio Brown was also dumped. He's a like he's a good player as much as we hate to like agree on that, but he's a, he's yeah. a he, horrible human being. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like you look at those two, so why were those two? kind of dumped off the Patriots. Maybe it's a Patriots thing. We don't know. But yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, Josh Gordon has some of the history behind him too. I mean, I'm, I'm pulling for the guy. I hope he does well. And I think he's in a good situation now. That's one of those situations where truly time will tell. But I just don't feel great about that pickup at this point, considering how excited I was when I was able to grab him. That was kind of that story that we told that he wasn't even ranked at that point. Yeah. So nobody was looking out for him. Um, other than that, Christian Kirk... I grabbed him. I grabbed him a bit early, but now it's looking like that's a that's a decent pick yeah. now. And I I feel like I, I kind of thought that they were going to start relying on him a little bit more uh, as Fitzgerald maybe starts to get phased out a little bit, which has happened. Yeah. So so that's a pick that I feel pretty good about. I think your your best waiver pick came this week with Brian. Ah, uh, Brian Hill. Yes. Well, oh. we're yet to find that out though. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a good matchup against Carolina. Their their run defense is struggling. He is the only option in that backfield for Atlanta. <laughs> um, I think he's going to have a bell cow level amount of volume. I agree with and that. I mean, most of the other guys on your team you've drafted or kind of moved yeah. around with. I don't think anyone else is really worth. Now, Kittle, I mean, I was happy to get Kittle. Yeah. I, I did grab him a bit early, I think, but that has proved to be pretty good for me as well. We weren't sure what the Garoppolo situation was going to be like this year with, was he going to have that dependency on Kittle like, like mm-hmm. last year, but he does. he does. So I'm happy with that. My question about your rosters, how do you feel about Kyler Murray at this stage? How do you feel that when you drafted him? <clears throat> Cause I believe you dropped him one thirty fifth overall. You also made an interesting quarterback departure in the dropping of Matthew Stafford. Oh, four yeah, yeah. Weeks ago, who then I went and promptly scooped up rode for the last Two weeks? Four weeks. So I didn't play him last week because mm. he was hurt. But those were some some big numbers. Like, in the 30s, yeah. he was getting me. I mean, I've stuck with Kyler Murray for the most part. Like, I, I don't think I've even benched him once. I think I only picked up Stafford for the bye week. Because um, Kyler Murray has, has put in some good performances to oh, this sorry, point. Sorry, correction. I only played him two weeks. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. Week eight and nine. <laughs> eight and nine. Yeah, which in those weeks, Kyler Murray had 27 points and then only 10 points the week before. But he had 32 points last week, so... I felt pretty good about him so far to this point. Yeah, again, maybe drafted him a bit early. So here's my question. When Kyler Murray's on bye in week 12, who are you going to pick up? Those I don't know. Busters. <laughs> I don't know. The, 
the uh the wire in because the wire is, is pretty stretched slim pickings i'm never too worried about a quarterback though if, I, if a quarterback can put up a, a respectable amount of points i can rely on the rest of my team to hopefully pick up the slack but you could always play with your heart and go mason rudolph i was about to say Bengals. yeah ah, yeah that wouldn't be a bad pickup as well so on the season to date you have made 22 moves on the wire and one trade and the that, guy who and that panned out horribly. Over, underwhelming trade, I think, I think there's been for so both far. of us, right? Yeah. The Mark Walton, Robbie Anderson. Your guy's been suspended. Robbie Anderson has had two catches in that span. Um, so not not good for either no. of us. But I will say, as somebody who's not a big fan of trades, and looking at the ethics of trades, I think this one was like as straightforward. You needed a running back. I needed a wide didn't receiver. Didn't stack one other person's team. It was they such a like for suck. like. Yeah, they're like both mid-tier players. It yeah. just filled in a spot on the roster. Won't sway a team either way. So, no. yeah, I, I got over my trade issue and, and just did it. So, yeah, to this point, five and five, 22 transactions, one trade. I think I might fighting, be able to... Fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, hopefully I can get in there, but uh, definitely some question marks on this roster. Who do you feel is your best waiver wire pickup? We, we discussed that. I, I, I still say Brian Hill. Yeah, this to, week. yeah. you say that, but I didn't oh, know if he, he agreed on that. I don't know if you have that. any other... Uh, Danny Amendola? Yeah, Deontay not. Johnson? Jonu Smith was good for me when I needed him. Yeah. True. But now he's dropped off my roster. I think looking long term it, it might be a guy like Deontay Johnson if if this were to be, let's say, a keeper league uh guy that might uh feature in, in more of a prominent role next year. Um I think my favorite person on your roster who's only coming into form now is Christian Kirk, yeah. who's kind of just I obviously drafted him. I drafted you, him. you drafted yeah. him. But I think that's one of your better late round pickups essentially, but I don't even know if that was very much later, mm-hmm. but you took him in the fifth or sixth round. Yeah. Sixth, yeah. So, your favorite player that you drafted was uh, favorite player overall. Mike Evans. Probably Mike Evans. Yeah. yeah. And then, if you remember dropping them, your dud that you almost wish you never drafted. I'm starting to kind of feel that way about Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Yeah. Okay. All right. With hindsight being 2020, but. Fair. I think you were one of the pre- people that opposed the Todd Gurley thing coming into the season with the uncertainty yeah. of, around what his what his status would be. So if we would have just listened because I was to also sophomore, because I knew we only listened to Dylan. And then that's when he said Malcolm Brown is gonna be the runner up, and everyone yeah. thought it was Darrell Henderson, and it was Darrell not. Dan, here we go. It's like a York team. It's like I have a love hate relationship with this team because I I still really enjoy the guys i have on my roster they're just always hurt i would summarize your team currently as the part in lion king when simba and mufasa are looking over pride rock saying everything the light touches and then everything that the light's touching is garbage that's your bench right now <laughs> but wow i did not holy what a roundabout way to I'm say still not sure I, I, I still not sure i comprehend what what just happened there. but your roster is amazing <laughs> your bench is just a wasteland so like where scar lived yes exactly okay. exactly wow <laughs> i gotta rewatch that movie disney plus yeah disney plus not hashtag not an ad player you drafted that's a dud that's a dud that yeah. probably you dropped the wire if you can remember which is the hard part well, let me okay, let me go back to my or maybe the guys that you can't like my Todd Gurley who I really can't part with because I drafted him first overall. Right. Oh, I forgot you could just go back to week one. Yeah, I, I think. 
I think my ultimate dud. The Waller? The Walrus? No. No. Kalen <laughs> <sighs> Balage. I, I got, well, yeah, no, because I drafted him super late. I think my roster was hurt. I, I drafted Lamar Miller, right? We have to go back and remember that. I drafted him the day before he tore his ACL. Um, so that hurt my running back depth a little bit. I drafted Baker Mayfield in the ninth round. So arguably there was still some value to be had there. Not proud about that draft pick. Looking at stretching it over a full season, would you say that potentially Montgomery was a bit of a reach for you? Yes. I mean, like he's he's, he's, he's been pretty disappointing. He's been in in all sake of the word a bust given that I took him 44th overall in a 12-team league. Mm-hmm. So, fourth round. Um, again, I think it might be a different situation. I might not feel as bad had Lamar Miller not done that, would have still been a starting running back on a good offense. Uh, but no, David Montgomery has definitely cost me some weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, play calling in Chicago, Trubisky's play in Chicago has all been very questionable at best. He's had some good weeks. He's had some mediocre weeks. He's had some poop weeks. And poop. I think I think we're staring at another poop week coming poop. up against the Rams, who over the last two weeks have the best run defense in the NFL. Um, but I, I, at least I may be able to take Montgomery out of my lineup this week. I'm just kind of waiting to see if there's some injury updates um, around the league. But if not, I might have to start him because... I don't have a lot of other options. I lost Devontae Adams for those, that chunk of weeks where he was battling his turf toe. That cost me some matchups. Now Adam Thielen missing some time. I'm still optimistic, though, that getting into the play, I'm 6-4. and four. Um, I have a couple of good matchups left in this season, probably two out of the three matchups I'm favored in. If I can get myself in there and these guys can stay and get back to full health, I like the roster I have going into the playoffs. Hey, what I'm noting, noticing something about your roster right now. Weren't we just talking at lunch about how you said the San Francisco backup tight end probably wouldn't get any catches? I see you just picked him up about <laughs> half an hour ago. That's why you don't listen to him. That's why you listen to me. Yeah. Ross Dwelly. Told you, wow. Dwelly. is going to go off. Well, I like the matchup against Arizona. Wow. The, the guy's trying to Now listen to me. Not to pick pick up, up Dawson Knox before he, anything happens. Yeah, or he's going to be gone. Well, I'm doing that because another guy on my team who I'm not happy with is Larry Fitzgerald. This guy. Um, he's he's had a great start, and we all were, you know, go back to a couple of our early season episodes. Larry Fitzgerald still looked like the guy. Him and Kyler Murray had a good connection. Then he's just kind of gone into a streak of, of bad. Like, you know, he had two points, 2.8, 7.8. Sure, he had eight catches last week, but that was against the Buccaneers. Like, anybody can uh, – we could get eight catches against the Buccaneers. I can get nine, thank you very much. Great. Uh, gets the 49ers again this week, two weeks ago, four catches for 38 yards. Not great. Um, I would like to get him out of my lineup, and I may swap him out for Ross Dwelle. Interesting. So um, if you had to choose a player, not week-dependent, more so just overall season, because right now arguably you'd say Larry Fitzgerald is the dud at this point. I, no, I'd probably still say Montgomery based really? on where I drafted him. <clears throat> would you say Montgomery over Mayfield? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because, I mean – fourth round mm-hmm. think about the other guys who were going around that time ninth tenth round you you take some gambles 
and I took the wrong one. But Montgomery has hurt me more because there was value to be had there that I missed out on. So if you had to pick your favorite player, I think there's two in my mind, but I'm that curious. That I drafted? So that you drafted, and then we'll come to the waiver wire ad. Because I yeah. 100% know the waiver yeah. wire ad. Um, I'm trying to see here because, no, that was a waiver wire. I think I got it. Well, I guess if I look at my team in terms of who I actually drafted here, mm-hmm. uh, probably Nick Chubb. Yep, I in agree terms with that. Of, I've I've traded to acquire Leonard Fournette, so I won't count that. Um, but so Nick Chubb, in terms of my draft pick, he was my second overall or my second round pick. I would like to say it was Devontae Adams. I was very excited, but the injury took some of that away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Nick Chubb favorite draft pick, um, favorite waiver wire pick. I'm torn. I know you yeah. You want me to say the New England Patriots 100%. defense, who I got on waivers. Which you prior, should. You 100% should. Prior to week one. So I took them before the season even started. Because mm-hmm. um, you looked at their schedule and saw this is a dummy schedule. Yeah. And they've lived up to it. But the um, thing is, if you were to take Patriots away, would you have lost any of those matches? Oh, that 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like, they, they single-handedly won me probably three matchups. So that's why I'd arguably say that. But in your mind, who do you feel? Well, I got Darren Waller off off waivers. Um, Josh Allen has been a great quarterback pickup. He's had some really good weeks. His rushing has given him a fairly high ceiling, mm-hmm. or sorry, fairly high floor to to rely on. Um, Matt Stafford for the couple weeks, I enjoyed having him on the team. I guess your current active roster, who would you say? Player, Darren Waller. Pick up Patriots. Patriots defense. Okay. Um, so to date, I have made 38 moves, so four behind you, mm-hmm. and I've made two trades. And you are six and four. I'm six and four. Looking in decent shape. Pending some injury uh, concerns. Because you have Adam Thielen, Evan Ingram, Peterson. And- uh, Peterson, I'm done with. He's he's served his need on my team. Mm. Um, I'm hoping to be able to go the rest of the season not needing to use. Adrian Peterson, now that Darius Geis is back. You should drop him, then. I may. <laughs> 100%. Um, yeah. And that's me. That's Those are pretty good. So, if you... I don't know. What else can we really ask at that? I think that's pretty good. To, are you happy with your rosters? I've beaten both of you scrubs, so I'm, I'm content. It's not hard to do. Yep. Well... It's not a big accomplishment. <laughs> it is. It's the playoffs that's the accomplishment. Well, maybe I'll see one of y'all in the first round of the playoffs. Maybe you'll we'll see both of us in the playoffs. Maybe I hope so. Maybe we'll combine. We'll, we'll yes. collude. Yeah. Ooh. Collusion. Ooh. Big no-no. Big. We'll, we'll be shunned for the rest of our lives amongst the fantasy community. And Any uh, big life questions? This week, no. We asked Christmas last week. Um, cereal and milk. Cereal and milk. What about league news? Any egg? What about this Colin oh, Kaepernick stuff? Oh God, let's let's talk about that for a second. I I am a big fan of Kaepernick. Um, really wish that he wasn't held out for. Did you watch football when Colin Kaepernick played? Are you that old? Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> what um, team did he play for? San Francisco Forty okay. Nine ers. Just checking. Yes. I know you're a rook, so I got to test you on this. But uh, no, I think the whole concept of this and just the NFL holding out on him and having this workout for teams like it's weird it's weird it shouldn't like let the guy play if people want to like there's no reason he shouldn't be playing he's healthy he's like 
in shape. It's not like he's the fat lard on the couch right now. Um, not working construction and hacking darts. Yep. So he Portals. he can he can play compared to like maybe a good chunk of the people that are actually in the NFL. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening, but you know what? Hashtag let Colin Kaepernick play. That's a long hashtag. Yes. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this goes. I am also equally concerned as to why this is happening. And Seems like a bit of a happening. PR stunt right now. Mm-hmm. Um, all the teams that have been reported that are going on Saturday, it all makes sense. Uh, and the New England Patriots are in that mix. And I think, I mean, we talked about this earlier today. Imagine, I don't know that it's realistic, but that they are the team to sign him for either next year or the year after when Tom Brady does hang up the cleats. Uh, it's it's an interesting narrative. I mean, all the other teams are in desperate need of a quarterback and, and some really bad options that they currently have. And that's always been kind of the outlook for people who are on the Kaepernick camp or in the camp is that when he was playing, the level at which he played at was miles ahead of what some of these starting quarterbacks are doing currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but... We'll see how it goes. I think we're all in the Kaepernick camp. We'd like to see him come back. It would so. it would be a very interesting. Let's hope that that workout on Sunday time. goes well. Saturday. I guess Saturday. The, Saturday. The one question I have for you guys is, at this point, I guess half. Would you consider this halfway or more than halfway point? For what? For football. Real for fan- football. For fantasy. No, you're in the home stretch right home now. Stretch. Like leagues may have two, three weeks left. So let's talk about overall football, like the real football. What's the biggest surprise to you guys this year that's happened for either a team, a player, I, anything I'm, in general? For me, it's the 49ers Yeah. Um, in terms of their play bo- on both sides of the ball, more so defensively, uh, because this was a team who had the fewest takeaways in the league. I think they had three takeaways last season, and relatively the same players. Other than uh, Bosa. Bosa! Yeah. Yeah. So what they've been able to do is just unbelievable. Um, And it's good. It's good for the city. It's good for the the game and the (laughs) league. I think especially that division, which has been kind of one, like the Seahawks have just ran that Mm -hmm. division. Um, So it's good to see some some competition back uh, Mm. on the NFC side. So yeah, for me, it's them. I've been pretty surprised with the Ravens. Honestly, I didn't really know what to expect of Lamar Jackson coming into the season. Everyone last year was talking about the fact that he can't throw, that his play is not sustainable. People didn't really know what to expect with the defense. What would Ingram coming in really do? They were kind of short at wide receiver, but man, they are tearing through the league yeah. right now. I would say, for me, and it hurts me to say it as a Steelers fan, but like I could see them going deep into the playoffs. Took on the Patriots handedly did not struggle with that game at all and everyone knows the path to the Super Bowl is through the New England Patriots so hurts me to say but for me the biggest surprise has been the Ravens well and that head-to-head win might finally come back so that the path of the Super Bowl doesn't go through Foxborough yeah but instead maybe M&T Bank yeah I think it's still M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore I think their biggest question mark might be the defense yeah Um, and if they do have to go up against New England again can they shut them down yeah twice I think the the Ravens was something I would think about as well, especially you don't know how Lamar Jackson's going to do again this year. He was destined to do well last year, did replicate it again, right? For me, I think for most people listening, um, it's the Browns, how they 
came start the season. Hey, we have Landry. We have we have all these things. We have a great team. People were calling them Super Bowl contenders, like Super Bowl favorites, and then just uh, in typical Cleveland Brown. Fashion. I was gonna pick them as my surprise, but then I'm like, it's the Cleveland Browns, yeah, and it's Freddie Kitchens. That is, and like the only Super Bowl they're going to is the one I take every morning hey. at 8:02 a.m. I like it. Timely. Yep. Well, the last six. Cleveland coaches have been relieved of their duties following a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> so whether it happens this week or two weeks from now when they play each other again in Pittsburgh, uh, Freddie Kitchens, history is not on your side. I tell you what, the Browns are always relieving duties on the field, too. Hey, hey. We'll hey. wrap it up there. <laughs> Duty. Duties. You've been listening to the 3D Fantasy Football Podcast. This is David. This is Dylan. Duty. We'll see you next time. The three duties. (laughs) Bye. Fucking shove it up.